When you look up into the night sky, what do you see? Perhaps the moon, the stars, or through the use of a fancy telescope, other planets. Besides showcasing the majesty of God's creation, some people wonder if the cosmos holds a deeper purpose. There is a strong belief that the planets and stars reflect people's personalities and determine their destinies. On the surface, this might sound crazy, but we have to remember that there was a star in the night sky that shone bright to herald Jesus' birth to a dying world. Today, humanity still looks to the stars for a herald, and the use of horoscopes and astrology have seen great increases in our culture. But what does that involve exactly? Is it a science? Does it truly offer truth? Or is this just another aspect of witchcraft that has reared its ugly head? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Paradigm Switch, where we discuss modern-day problems for modern-day Christians. By sharing our personal triumphs and struggles in our faith walk, we hope to offer encouragement for you to continue yours. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order to be different, we first have to think different. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Paradigm Switch. We are the number one Christian podcast on earth and heaven's favorite podcasters. We're here to encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds and think right side up. Remember, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Like, follow, and share. And please share with your friends, your neighbor, your church member, your pastor. Share with everybody. We want all of our friends and family listeners out there to help us to spread the word. And I'm one of the co-hosts here, and I'm with my special guest, Alex, because Alex is, I haven't seen Alex in forever because he's always traveling. I am back, everybody. <laughs> so to me, it's like, wow, I got a special guest right here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's the co my co-host, Alex. Um, and we have an exciting episode, which is the start of our fun, I don't know, I'm going to say it's fun, our fun Halloween episodes. We do have a lot more fun, I think, with these episodes than, than we do, because they're I mean, they're serious, but there's a little element of uh, not lightheartedness. Is it lightheartedness? I don't, I don't a little, know. A little bit less serious. I don't know what. I don't know what to say. But I feel like these little, are the topics that they're more interesting topics to discuss. There we go. They're more interesting topics, more taboo topics that people really don't like to discuss because sometimes when I talk to my other Christian friends, they really don't like to talk about these kind of like spiritual warfare or like um, witchcraft, they kind of just go like, oh yeah, that's bad and just categorize it as bad and just like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, you're probably like the only one I could really talk about these discussions and me and you offline can talk hours and hours and hours about these things. And so last year, we're gonna give a little bit of a recap. Um, Last year, we had four of our Halloween episodes, one of which still blows my mind, which was um, sharing the thought that in our generation that even within Christianity too, that people don't believe in Satan. Yeah. And it was a, a very high percentage. <laughs> yes. Distressingly and, high. And I no doubtedly believe that within a year it has increased. Probably. The, the doubt that Satan is real. And th- that was one of the episodes we talked about, um, proving that Satan is real, that even the Bible like full on says that there is a, there is a spiritual enemy against mankind, you know, God himself has an enemy, not that he's a threat, because, you know, God has no threat. Like, God is above all. But, you know, there is an active enemy against man's soul, and his name is Satan, devil, whatever you want to call him. My dad always says Slewfoot. Did you say he's a threat to humans? Exactly. I'd, I'd say that he's, he's a threat to human, more of an annoyance to God. We'll yeah. put it that way. Like a, he, he even said he'll be a, um, what's it, a pain under his heel, 
You know, oh yes, yes. He'll be like a thumbtack. Exactly. And then our next up two episodes was kind of modern day witchcraft in the sense of you know how witchcraft is becoming much more prevalent in our everyday walk, everyday world, and it's kind of getting tied in with Christianity and how there's a new phenomenon growing and call they're calling themselves Christian witches. Yeah, this is Christian mysticism business. It's, yeah. it's I don't think those two words can be in the same sentence like that to me it's an oxymoron yeah it really is uh totally paradoxical i suppose (laughs) it doesn't make sense and then to me which is more of our (laughs) debatable conversation of should christians be involved in um quote-unquote fantasy magical um literature or entertainment um alex i mean alex is more on the side of it can be done um yeah, I, I think so. And we don't have to rehash that here. You can listen to our Yeah, episode. we don't want to give you know, all, the, all the details. That episode generated a lot of controversy in my personal life um, <laughs> from people. I was, a, I was a bit surprised by this. Yeah. Um, there were, uh, well, it just, it, it was very surprising that, that people would react as uh, strongly as they did. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny about that? My brother, you know, my older brother listens to our podcast, and he actually said, you won the argument. (laughs) But you're the one who got the biggest, like, quote-unquote, attacks from it. (laughs) But my older brother said he thought you won the argument. And then our final episode through our um, Halloween episode was, should Christians even celebrate Halloween? So we kind of gave the background history of Halloween, kind of the symbolisms that are in Halloween, and kind of... Origins of yeah. Kind of stirring up the thoughts of should should a Christian do it? We won't give you the answer because you have to go back and watch and listen to it. I said yes. watch, but listen to it. You have to go back and listen to it's it. It's easy to remember. We're not actually filming this. We're just recording this. Yes. And so today we're just we just want to continue on with these kind of Halloween quote unquote Halloween themes um, of attacking witchcraft in our modern day culture because it is becoming much more prevalent and it's becoming as if it's okay. You know, it's kind of like we're seeing that scripture come to pass of they will say good is evil and evil is good. Yeah. And we're seeing that come to pass in our lifetime. And so the specific topic of witchcraft we're going to talk to talk about today is the discussion of horoscopes and at- astrology and how Christians should approach this growing fad. Now let's, uh, before we dive into this, let's just, um, we might have some new viewers who okay. are thinking, what, what's wrong with like this kind of stuff, witchcraft? Why, where are we saying this is no good? Uh, so let's just go back um, really quickly and talk about why this is not good. Okay. And it's not good because it is in the Bible uh, and in both the Old and the New Testament. Uh, so in the Old Testament, uh, I think that God lays down the law here in Deuteronomy uh, 18, where he says, uh, you shall not follow the abominable practices of other nations. He's talking to his people, the Jews at the time, but this, this still applies to us because we're also his people now with Jesus having come um, There shall be none of you who burn his son or daughter in an offering, any who practice divination, tell the fortunes, interpret omens, sorcerers or charmsmers or mediums or necromancers of any kind who inquire of the dead for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And this is, again, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12. So God didn't like it in the Old Testament. Uh, Even after Jesus came, he still doesn't like this (laughs) because Paul tells us uh, in Galatians 5 that some of the um, acts of the flesh, the flesh is evil, of course, idolatry, sorcery, uh, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissensions, vision, envy, drunkenness, and orgies, things of that nature. So sorcery, again, uh, witchcraft, 
another name for that. Mm-hmm. Not good in the Old Testament, not good today. And, and you, that's why we're still talking about it. You this. went through the past, the present, and I just thought about the future because there's, I can't remember the exact quote of it, but in Revelation, it even talks about how the people in, when the time comes, when Revelation you know, the times of the end times come, it even says the people refuse to repent of their magic arts oh, and their yes. sorceries. That's, and, I think, in Revelation 18. Yeah. And it talks about, like, their wickedness is still yeah. prevalent and still growing. And one of the things that they listed was magic arts and sorcery. And so if it needed to be repented of, that tells me, oh, that's a sin. So we covered that it's a problem in the past, present, in the future, because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is. So, all right. Thanks for, you know, laying down the law on that. <laughs> and so you you talked about divination and reading, kind of like reading the stars, and which goes into our discussion today, which is on horoscopes and astrology and how Christians should approach this kind of growing trend that's going on. Especially you see it if you're on Instagram and TikTok, because people are always saying, like, this is my sign, this is my, you know, horoscope or my zodiac sign, and this determines who I am. You see this also in the online dating world, too, by the way. Really? It's, oh, yes, the uh, the star sign. It's on all of these sites now. It's I don't think I've ever noticed it's it. It's coming up. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, so, okay, so let's define what horoscopes are. And so the definition says, a diagram of the heavens showing the relative position of planets and the signs of the zodiac for use in calculating births, foretelling events in a person's life. And that includes different things of your personality, includes to how, like, what kind of jobs you would be best for, you know, the hobbies you would like, even who, like you said, your partner's, you know, who would you match oh, up yeah, with, with they, your partners? They'll like say, if you were born under such and such Zodiac sign, you are more compatible with these other Zodiac signs. Oh, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it's all over the place. But this is fortune telling basically is, right? It really is. It's not, yeah, no, this is not. Uh, and it has good. the guys, the funny thing is it has the guys of looking kind of fun. Because, because yeah. you know, I'm not going to lie. I've looked at the horoscope when it's come up on my feed. Because, so according to the, the Zodiac sign, I'm a Gemini. Uh-huh. And so I found, you know, so Alex is going to pull it up. I've, so I, you know, I've looked it up before and some of the things they quote unquote say about me is interesting, interestingly kind of true. And so read what it kind of says about Gemini's. This is uh, generally a person who is affectionate and curious and able to learn quickly, but can be somewhat indecisive, uh, a changeable and open mind making uh, Gemini, excellent artists, especially writers, skilled in team sports or in driving. Driving. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, you're a good driver. I guess I can grant that. Thank you. Um, apparently, this is a person who wants to experience life out there in the world, bringing their character inspiration, and they're never boring. Never boring. So, Alex, from your from your outside perspective, do, do these qualities match me? Uh, you are um, fall under artist stuff uh, with your, you know, your background and what mm-hmm. you do professionally. I think you could say that's a type of the, the artist the field kind mm-hmm. of arts field, fine arts field, that that stuff. Um, yeah, I think you're curious about certain things, and I and I, I don't think you're very into. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe sometimes. Yeah, maybe sometimes. Um, the thing I didn't agree with it said what did it say? I was compassionate or like super sensitive, affectionate. Yeah, I don't know about that one. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that, that's kind of the drawbreaker for me. And and I think your MMA, you don't. It's not. I don't know if that's really a team sport. Well, you really. have to support each other. But you support each other, and I think you do a good job of that. So I guess there's some uh, truth to this. There's some truth to it. Now you're a Libra. I'm a Libra. Yeah, I, I didn't. Guess. I mean, I've never really looked into this until uh, this episode. Really <laughs> doing research for this it was interesting. <laughs> so what what it is about? What tell me about a Libra. Uh, apparently a Libra is supposed to be more cooperative and, and gracious and fair-minded, but also doesn't like confrontations and can struggle sometimes, I guess, with self-pity. Um, and there it can be expired by good books and intellectual discussions. Um, and... You know, it's representative of balance and associated with intellectualism and the desire for harmonious relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And I guess there is a lot of truth in that as well. The thing that stood out to me is uh, don't like confrontation. Yeah, I've said I re- it You really show, don't like I it. I don't like confrontation. I will do it, but it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, and you do like things of the um, intellectual level. I'm a scientist. Yeah, after all. well, yeah, that's just true. So, so it I, has some weird truth to there it. There is some truth to this. That's kind of disconcerting. So I guess I can see why people get into this because mm-hmm. there is truth to this. Now, what is the what? Is, why are people seeking after like something to tell them about themselves? Like, what is the what do you think is the draw that draws people to look for like a horoscope or just something to kind of give them some kind of direction and guide for their life? Why, why would a person be, you know, I, I be drawn want, towards that? They want meaning. Everybody wants meaning. I mean, even you and I want meaning in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I know the truth. We find meaning in God, but other people who don't, they have to look for meaning in other places. And so I guess one thing they could do is they look at the stars and they're like, does this tell me meaning? Does it show me the path I need to to walk down in life? Another thing you and I look at, uh, you know, what is the path in life? You and I uh, have faith that God is going to make that clear to us. But for people who don't have the Holy Spirit, they look to the stars to tell them this, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, so that's why I think people are seeking after these things. I agree with you. And, you know, I think people are looking for that supernatural connection. You know, we are supernatural beings. I think man is a very complex being. where We are of the physical realm, but yet we possess, we are a spirit, which is from a different kind of realm. We're like a mixture of the both. Like, you know, our bodies is from the physical, but we still, you know, inside we're spiritual. So this... So it's natural for that spirit man on the inside to kind of want a connection to that spiritual realm, that kind of a connection that's telling them or something that's drawing them and everything like that. But I found this article that was kind of interesting. So this is coming from the Christian Post, and it is titled Unbelief in, Unbelief in Comfortable Christianity, Fueling Millennial Interest in the Occult Astrology, um, says a pastor. And Why does none of that surprise me? What? Millennial interest in the occult. Well, (laughs) before you put the blame in the millennials, let me read (laughs) from the article. Now, this is coming from October uh, of 2017. It's in that in between. It wasn't that long ago, but it wasn't like recent. And this is by Brandon Showalter. I apologize if I pronounced that name wrong. And so listen to this, what the article says. It says millennials are increasingly exploring and turning to occultic spirituality in astrology as statistics continue showing rising numbers of nuns, those who do not identify with any particular faith. This is in part due to a mindset of fear, unbelief, and comfortable Christianity, says pastor. 
Um, pastors who spoke with the Christian Post believe the lack of spiritual power and comfortable Christianity in the church has created a vacuum of sorts and a mindset of fear has constricted the real power of the Holy Spirit. Though some churches do explore the mystical realities of the spiritual realm, they are often marginalized due to the misunderstandings and possible lack of biblical integrity, says Wanda Alger, um, a field correspondent um, with Intercessors for America and a pastor at Crosswords Community Church in Winchester, Virginia. So not not too far away from where you and I are at. And the thing that stood out to me uh, was like this part. It says, unfortunately, unless the church provides the proper context for this reality, that being the spiritual realm, um, non-believers will look elsewhere to satisfy their spiritual hunger. That's what I was talking about, looking for that spiritual connection. Um, all other experiences with the spiritual realm be they from psychics, astrologists, or mediums, she continued, are counterfeits, replacing something that is very real and powerful. She mentioned um, that Hollywood is exploiting um, this realm and with greater attention of the supernatural nowadays, which leads to unsuspecting seekers into deceptive experiences that yields uh, more spiritual darkness. And the thing that stood out to me is just the fact that they were saying that there is a comfortableness with the church that they don't want to get into spiritual topics of talking about the spiritual realm. Cause I've had conversations with some Christians and they come from all types of different denominations. So I don't want to like say it's a single denomination, but they refuse to acknowledge the kind of spiritual gifts of the Holy spirit that is available for the Christian in the church today. And it's actually viewed in some denominations. If you try to operate in that kind of gift, they say you're possessed. Yeah. I've heard this before as well from people. And of course, that last part's not true. Yeah. You're not possessed if you're operating in the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's absurd and it's erroneous and we should call that out as, you know, unbiblical. Uh, but there are, I think, a lot of churches that are not particularly comfortable discussing the spiritual world. And, and you know, they stay over here in this so prosperity and peace uh -huh. and, and loving other people and all that. And they don't ever talk about some of the more weighty topics that Be, yeah. we like to discuss on the show. Because it blows my mind. Because, you know, when I read the Bible, I get excited when I see kind of like, you know, God's person, the patriarchs, like doing something amazing. I was just reading about Elijah um, at uh, Mount Carmel. Like, to me, that's like the big showdown. You know what I'm saying? It really just, just shows the power of God moving and being active and something spiritual becoming evident. And yes. then it's not even, you know, you might just say that's Old Testament, but look at the book of Acts. The book of Acts is filled with so many demonstrations from the disciples and the, the apostles who were able to walk in just supernatural um, abilities, healing folks, raising people from the dead, having supernatural um, prophecies and giftings of the Holy Spirit to do miraculous things. I mean, Paul was bit by a viper and was able to shake it off and wasn't poisoned whatsoever. And I don't know why the church doesn't want to seek after these things and keep that momentum going and keep that power going. Because as the article says, millennials and people are wanting these things and it's available. You can't say... As the article said, these things like the mediums and the um, the psychics and the astrologists, they're saying that's that's counterfeit. But you can't really say that's counterfeit if you're not going to give them the real thing. If the churches yeah. is not providing that real thing. Yeah, and I don't, I I agree. I don't know why so many churches are shying away from this. I mean, it just seems in general the churches, a lot of them, at least in the United States, it's very sad. Probably Western Europe too shy away from a lot of things mm -hmm. that the Bible says, and and you know some of them are out there 
preaching antithetical things to mm-hmm. the Bible, like that church in Nashville, yeah. so, which we've discussed on the show before. So, and I, I don't know, I don't know, maybe because there's cultural pressure to conform to these bad ideas that they want to say are good and they want to say the church's ideas are antiquated and bigoted and, and mm-hmm. wrong and exclusive, all these things. And so maybe the churches are falling prey to trying to conform. Maybe if we give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they think, oh, if we come at it from a more progressive angle, we can reach these people. But that's doing a disservice for yeah, yeah. them if you're if you're giving them some but not the whole. And then you're compromising on your own ideas in the process by accepting some things you think maybe should maybe not necessarily on the up and up, but you just let it go. And I think, you know, horoscopes is one of these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a – there's a church member at our church. She's from Africa. And me and her recently were talking about just how – from when she lived in Africa, just the culture in Africa, they, she talks about how they're able to walk in supernatural gifts easily there. And I think what blocks this before, and I think what blocks us here, like in America, is because we have a backup plan of like science. And so, like for them, they they walk in like supernatural gifts because to them, spiritual the spiritual realm is involved in their everyday life. You know, I feel like in America, because we have all these other kind of backup plans, and I, you know, I say that in quotations, you know, if the spiritual doesn't intervene on our behalf, you know, it, you know, that isn't science. our day. Yeah, science we have science to, to back us up Sometimes. if we can't get that spiritual intervention from us not acknowledging the spiritual, you know, and making that prevalent like they do in Africa, where they don't have no other choice. That's all they can depend on is God coming through. Or, you know, sometimes they even go to the witch doctors and they actually have Things come to pass. The witch doctor. Interesting you should mention those. <laughs> Why? Uh, witch doctors. What kind of power do you think they're drawing on? Well, that's coming from Satan. Yeah, so we'll talk about about that a little bit more detail perhaps in the next episode. Yeah, so, but yeah, this is why our generation or the millennial generation is seeking after spiritual means outside of the church. Because the church, I think, isn't really... Um, giving, you know, giving the the true the true gospel in the sense of like the full entirety that there is power, there is help from supernatural intervention available for the believer. So because people are turning to horoscopes, let's give a little background history on horoscopes. I think it's important to learn the history of an issue rather than this point the finger and just call it sin. I think it's important to kind of dissect the history and kind of see where it's, what the origins of it is. And, and I, I think there's some debate about where did the first horoscope get developed. And the origins seem a little bit murky when I did the, the research on this. But certainly they appear to have their roots in the Babylonian Empire, which historically I guess is not surprising seeing as much of the uh, s- demonic witchcraft kind of uh, ideas came out of the Babylonian Empire. They, in fact, started all the way back in the Tower of Babel. Yeah. I wanted to reach the heavens, reach the cosmos, demonic um, uh, influence there. That was, of course, in Babylon. So this this is not surprising. Um, I think in Re- Revelation even calls it the great mystery of Babylon, which, of course, the secret arts, as you said, the magical arts, and mm-hmm. things of that nature come out of there. So, yes, yeah, not surprising. Horoscopes come out of the Babylonian Empire. And then they were expounded upon uh, during the Greek Empire, by the use of mathematics to understand the cosmos. And, and so some of this came out of some of the great uh, mathematicians of the times, like Pythagoras's maths and others were all incorporated into this 
idea of using mathematics to predict the stars and how you might be able to interpret what they mean uh, for people. Uh, but I will say, none of this really appeared to gain much widespread traction in the Western world until the 1900s when the media, surprise, surprise, began publishing them in the local newspapers. Okay. So, like, I don't know if you looked at the background history. Who's coming up with this? Who's coming up with this daily, like, horoscope? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's doing it? I do not know that. Yeah, because a lot of people doing this. Because I, I always wonder, like, you know, because, like, on Instagram, you know, there's different pages that say, like, oh, this is a Gemini page, and your fortune for today is this. And then I'll look at another one. Not that I'm following it, but I just did research for this episode. <laughs> I don't want the viewers to think I'm doing it on the on the side. Yeah. No, I was doing <laughs> it just to see what's out there. Um, when I looked at another page that was talking about Geminis, they would say, oh, no, your fortune is this. It's like, okay, shouldn't it be, like, consistent between it if this is going to be my fortune? So it kind of, it, it doesn't make sense of, like, where is it coming from? Who's Who's the source of telling you these things? Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's a really good question. Who is the source of these things? I don't know. Yeah, at least in the sense of that, of putting in the newspaper and little medias like that. But there's a deeper level of horoscope, which gets into demonic activity. Yes. Um, you know what's funny about witchcraft? Well, no, it's not funny, but there's a thing about witchcraft that it has a surface level in the sense that it looks like it's easy or it looks kind of innocent. But as you go deeper involved into the studying of these things and get yourself more involved into like the mystics and then you get into having like the crystals and the stones and all that kind of stuff, then that's when you start getting into deeper realms of spiritual activities and opening up the doors for demonic activity. Yeah, to we're going to talk about this yeah. a lot more next week. Yeah, coming prevalent into your life. Now, you kind of gave the background history of horoscopes. Now, one thing I did find in preparing for this episode is that some people believe the horoscopes is a scientific it's actually scientific. I not saw just, that too. Yeah, it's not just a faith thing. It's kind of like a scientific view. Now, you being a scientist, what is your opinion of it from a scientific view? Um, uh, the thing of horoscopes? Well, it's not a science. Okay. So it's not a science. It's, it's created in part by people using the, quote, movement of the stars. But, of course, scientifically we know that the stars are just balls of hydrogen, helium, gas within clouds of dust bound together by gravity, and they're not actually moving. Uh, it is rather the planet Earth that is moving around the star, the sun, and and other planets move around other stars. Uh, so there's no uh, so so that doesn't make any sense. The the science behind that doesn't make any sense. And furthermore, there's no scientific rationale behind horoscopes. And what I mean by this is it, it's not like you can make a hypothesis about them and test them using the scientific method and then be able to reproduce your results and publish this in a paper. There's no mechanism mm -hmm. that can be found. And when you're talking about what is a scientific thing or not, they have to have some, some scientific event has to have mechanism. How does it work? And you've got to be able to discover how this works uh, behind whatever it is you're looking at. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's not a science. Mm -hmm. So, you know, gravity, for example, there's a mechanism behind that. So we, we can see these gravity waves now, and that's something that could be tested. Um, uh, why is it uh, that lightning strikes certain areas? You know, there's a mechanism behind what causes lightning. So you can look at that. You can test things. Uh, but there's nothing that says, you know, when Mercury crosses with Orion and, you know, it causes a person to be born and have this destiny. Oh, uh -huh. there's really no way uh, to test this fact. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I I guess maybe you could have some study, but it just seems like you'd have to keep track of so many people. And it would be a hard, hard it'd study. It would be very difficult to do. It right. would take decades. And Alex is not just like some person of like a, a bachelor's degree. He actually has a PhD. So he is a full-on scientist doctor. I, I, I told him when he got his doctorate degree, I was like, I'm not calling you um, doctor. <laughs> That's not happening. Most people don't really call me doctor, actually. I kind of think the title can be associated with some very stuffy individuals mm-hmm. I, and i'm not like that so. all right okay we kind of we kind of have been discussing horoscopes we discussed like what is horoscopes the origins of horoscopes how it's growing in our generation how people are seeking it as a way to give fortune or give direction for their lives we kind of give the reason of why they're even seeking it because sadly um the church is not um at least not all the churches some churches are you know doing what's right and but sadly have to kind of put it as a whole you know, isn't you know they want to stay comfortable. At least the ones in the United States want to stay comfortable. And you know, not all of them. Yeah, just a distressingly large number. Exactly. And so this is the reason why the people might be turning to horoscopes. But here, here comes the issue or the question: Should Christians be involved in following and believing horoscopes? And no, I'm, no, I don't think so. They should not. I don't think they should. No, okay. I, I think. And the reason I say this is, I think if you're using horoscopes. That means implicitly you're looking to the sun, moon, stars for how to determine your life path. And they don't have any real power. And so how do I know this? Because I can go to scripture. We know as Christians that the Bible is the truth, right? It's Mm -hmm. God's word. He gave it to us so that we might understand the deeper mysteries. And in Daniel 2, 27 and 28, um, this uh, passage takes place coincidentally enough, in the Babylonian Empire. Okay. And uh, King Nebuchadnezzar is having a dream, and so he's having difficulty trying to understand this. And so Daniel, who is a prophet and a man of God, goes before King Nebuchadnezzar and tells him, no wise men, no enchanters, no magicians, no astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the latter days. Wow, that's a that's really important that you bring up that story because to give some context to it, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of that time, had a distressing dream, and he had called upon all his uh, witch doctors and astrologists and you his know star man, readers and all magicians, astrologers, yeah, all of them to interpret his dream. And his rule was, it was an interesting rule. His rule was was I'm not going to tell you the dream. You tell me what my dream was, and then you give me the interpretation. Yes. Which is actually really smart, because he didn't want somebody just giving him... A made-up... I was going to say a BS answer. Yeah, BS answer. <laughs> uh, Some BS yeah. answer. That was actually a very smart move, and none of those people could determine what it was. And I'm sure those people were out there trying to figure it out and do whatever they did to try to summon some answer from some spirit, some spirit or whatever, but none of them could only Daniel who had the spirit of God with him. Yeah. So clearly these, the suns, the moon, the stars, they, they don't work. Mm -hmm. God has said they don't work. And if that's not enough for you, here's a second passage. This is in Isaiah 47, uh, 12 through 15. So Isaiah, of course, a prophet in Judah, this, this happens before Daniel and the, the dream interpretation of King Nebuchadnezzar chronologically. Babylon actually captured Judah, so this is where Daniel's homeland is. He got carried off. But before that happened, Isaiah was a prophet in Judah, and in Isaiah 47, he says this. 
stand fast in your enchantments and your many, many sorceries with which you have labored from your youth, and perhaps you might be able to succeed, and perhaps you might even be able to inspire terror. You are wearied with your many counsels. Let them stand forth and save you, those who divide the heavens, those who gaze at the stars, who at the new moons make known what shall come upon you. Behold, these individuals, the Bible says they, Mm -hmm. they are like stubble. The fire consumes them, and they cannot deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There's no coal for warming oneself this, no fire to sit before. Such to you are those with whom you have labored, you've done business with from your youth. They wander about, each in his own direction. There is no one to save you. Now, that was a long passage, and it might have been very confusing if you were not following along. So mm-hmm. basically what uh, this is God talking through Isaiah to Judah is saying, you people of Judah, you have uh, gone to these astrologers, and people who gaze at the stars, and you think that they're going to try and save you, but the fact of the matter is they can't even save themselves from fire mm-hmm. and there is, they are not going to save you. They're going to go their own direction, and you are going to be alone. I mean, that my answer is the same. Like, I don't, Christians should not be involved in horoscopes. I say, for one, it has like just anything with origins from the Babylonian Empire. It's kind of like stay away from it. Um, because, like you said before, in the kind of the history, you know, it had so much de- um, depths involved in witchcraft and. Um, awful things that they used to do back then. And like I said before, you know, I've seen like my quote unquote horoscope on my friend's feed when it comes up because I have other friends. That's how I knew about horoscopes. I had a friend who introduced me to it because she's really heavy into it. So I she's see. always she's always posting like, oh, my horoscope said this today. And actually me and her are both Gemini's. So yeah, so. They come she, in twins, you see. Yeah, so <laughs> I, yeah. So I see it all the time. And even though I see it and, you know, I read it, that's not where I put my trust in. I put my trust in God, the one who created me. No one knows me better. No one knows me better than the one who created me and put all the qualities inside of me. You know, I'm not going to trust in some creation of the stars, the creation of the moons or all these other planets. They're not even alive. I'm going to trust in the God who is alive and who's the one who made me. That's where I put my trust in. Trust in his word. Trust in the Holy Ghost that leads and guides me for every single day and who stands at the ready to help every person who would come to him. He stands there ready to help, to help, you know, every Christian and then those who need to come to the faith. He would help you too once you submit unto him to lead and guide you in everyday life. He's willing to do that. And that's the person I put my trust in. I don't put my trust in that tarot cards or anything else that tries to predict or give me fortune for my life. And that's, and that's the truth that, that God is alive. And so he says, you know, these, these diviners and uh, astrologists, they, they, they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. They, They don't know. It's I who know. And I think that those who are outside the faith, who come into him, you you can, I, I don't know if there are many unbelievers listening, but if you if you don't know who God is, if you don't know him, I'm going to talk to you now. He is going to give you meaning in your life. He is going to give you purpose in your life. He is going to give you direction in his life. He wants to do that. You just have to let him. I was one of you a long time ago now, but I remember what this was like. Not just everything was dark. There didn't seem to be purpose. I was angry, upset all the time, sad the other parts of the time. I just didn't know what to do with myself. And life felt very empty. And it was like a gaping hole was inside of you. And that's where we want to turn to something to fill that hole. 
and it's got to be done because that is so much more uh, real. It is, it's true, a, a relationship with a living being, your creator who cares about you. And, and what can this other stuff do, this astrology and this horoscopes? It, they come up empty. They come up empty when it matters, and, and it's not worth going to those things when you can have something so much greater uh, to fulfill you, and that's a relationship with God. Now, to the believers in our audience who, who should know better, I think, I will tell you this. If you allow horoscopes to come into your life, and this is something that you are heavily uh, involving yourself in, you are giving the stars creations great power over you. You might even be thankful to them, and that is idolatry, and that is sinful. That's mm-hmm. defined in Exodus 20 and us in the Ten Commandments that we shall not have idols and we shall not have any other gods before God himself. So we really, uh, once we know the truth, should not be involved in these kinds of things. And you said something that was really insightful right there. They will let you down when it really matters. Yes. They will let you down. You know, the children of Israel, they got involved in, they essentially got involved in witchcraft all the time. Yes, they did. They got involved in serving other gods and doing all that witchcraft stuff. But when they got in trouble, those gods could not help them. No, they couldn't. It was only, they knew who to go to to really get them out of that trouble. And that was the true and living God. Those, those idols and doing those witchcraft services and all that kind of stuff, that really didn't help them. And you what, can, you mentioned Isaiah on Mount Carmel earlier today. So Elijah, just yeah. wrap back to this. The Israel, the king at the time, he had gotten involved in witchcraft and they were trying to get a false god named Baal to set this pyre on fire. And so they're cutting themselves and they're dancing and doing all kinds of things. And of course, nothing's working because, you know, Baal doesn't actually have any power. Yeah, yeah. Elijah's over there saying, what's the matter? Is he sitting on the toilet? He can't be bothered to help you. (laughs) And then it's Elijah's turn. He dumps water all over his kindling and then God comes mm-hmm. with fire from heaven, and that is power. That is the truth. Exactly. This other stuff is empty, and it will let you down. God never will. And you might be thinking, you know, our audience might be thinking, well, what really is the harm in horoscopes? It's just telling me that the stars say this about me. What's really the harm about it? And just to kind of hash into it, like I said before, it comes from Austra- astrology. I always get, that. I always want to say astro- um, Australia. I don't think this is coming from Australia. No, it's not coming from Australia. Sorry for, sorry for my audience members in Australia. I meant to say astrology. It comes from astrology, which is a pagan background, which is deeply rooted in the occult. It deeply came from Babylon. Yeah, yeah, deeply rooted in the occult, deeply rooted in witchcraft, things that God has forbidden. So this is, even in its background history of horoscopes, it has its connection in astrology. So I'm going to stay away from this because it's a tied to that kind of occult or that quote-unquote faith. So I'm going to stay away from it. And then things on the surface might look innocent. Like I said, things always have an innocent look on the appearance, you know, on, on the surface and the appearance. But however, let's not forget there is a spiritual side to these things. And it opens doors to different spiritual um, dangers and spirit, de- demonic spirits, you know, God gave the warning to the children of Israel to stay away um, from such things, you know, and there was a book I read and I'm always going to promote, well, not, I don't know. I'm always going to promote reading Christian fiction books. They're really, really good. And they really put like these like biblical um, principles and these things we learn about in a real realistic way. And one I read during our um, pandemic quarantine, I read the whole series uh-huh. um, by Brian Godawa. And he did a really good job in showing um, when the Israelites were in their witchcraft, like in the spiritual realm, God had created a bubble that protected 
the children of Israel and their land and all that kind of stuff. But when they got involved in witchcraft, it allowed those demonic entities access to come into the land because they would say, oh, I have access to come in because so-and-so is being involved in astrology or doing this kind of witchcraft. So they are giving me license to now come and, you know, come into their life. So now I can come hang out in their tent so I can now be in the land. And so that was, it was an interesting look to say how when we get involved in witchcraft or even little things that looked um, meaningless because they would say, oh, these children of Israelites don't even know. Uh, them having just a little stone, like a little stone figure to them that looked like a little, you know, like a little trinket. They were just like, oh, that gives me access to come in because they don't realize like that's tied to me. So them saying that, you know, having that in their tent or their house gives me an invitation to come into the land. So it's kind of, it put it in a real interesting way. So like I said, there's things that might look pretty on the surface level. It might look, you know, harmless on the surface level, but it's tapping into supernatural things, supernatural realms and horoscopes and zodiac signs come under the umbrella of astrology. From my understanding and research into it, astrology is a form of witchcraft. Witchcraft essentially seeks supernatural spiritual um, interactions outside of God. That is what witchcraft is, is seeking supernatural interaction or intervention outside of God. And if it's outside of God, it's demonic activity. It is. And that is uh, no good for the Christian. Exactly. Or anyone really, but especially it's not good for the Christian. And, uh, you know, I just want to keep it personal. Let's just keep this on a personal aspect. (laughs) It's insulting to God. Yeah. It's I really would say so. It's really insulting, God. Here you imagine. Here you are saying, "I will help you. I am available to help you, and I'm willing to do so." And then constantly, they just say, "No, nope, I'm gonna go over here. I'm just gonna choose lies over truth." Constantly. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Lies over truth. Yeah, I mean, we see that every day. Yeah. You know, with Christians. Well, not just in Christians, just everywhere. And so God, God says in Jeremiah 33 and three. This is like our new favorite scripture now. Um, Call upon me. And I will answer you. I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Those things you're looking for, you don't need to go to a stone or look at the stars for it. God is literally saying, hey, come to me and ask me and I will show you. And those things that we want to know, God is willing to show us. But I think this is the problem. And we don't know. Okay, two problems. I don't think we know how to ask and receive, mm-hmm. you know, you know, kind of in a sense like, How do we, you know, we don't understand the process to receive from God. And then I think this is the, also the other problem. God is going to require that if he's going to respond to you, you have to be living right. Yes. You You have to be following his rules. And I think that becomes the problem in the sense, you know, witchcraft and all the other stuff lets you kind of live whatever life that you want to live. And, you know, you can indulge in the flesh, but God's like, you know, if you want my kind of, if you want my insight, I'm going to need you to kind of cut that flesh. Yeah. You're going to have to stop doing X, Y, and Z. If you take up your cross and follow me. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, that's why it's easier to kind of turn to something else because God's going to, God's going to say, nope, you're going to have to live holy. You're going to have to do what's right. If you're going to want to receive answers from me. And you know what the funny thing is? And I think we touched on this last Halloween season was that Satan uses freedom as an entrapment for individuals, like to give you freedom to do what you want, make your own choices, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this God, you have to follow his rules and do what he says. And, you know, that's not freedom. When in actuality, following God and doing what he says, he, he doesn't just have rules for the sake of rules. He's not a tyrant. Mm-hmm. His rules allow us to live a life free of many problems. 
that are associated with doing the free thing that yeah. Satan wants us to do. Uh, and of course, we can list out a whole lot of things. You know, if you follow God, very high chance you're not going to get STDs. You're not going to go to jail. You're not out there committing crimes. You're not going to have, um, you know, horrible. Well, sometimes you might if if this other person is influenced with the enemy, but certainly you're not going to cause uh, conflicts and strife with other people. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'd like that life, a peaceful, quiet life. <laughs> I, I Yeah, and I agree. And, you know, it, it, every time I've, like, lately when I face some kind of temptation, I'll never forget this quote I listened to in a message. It has changed my life. Every temptation is a lie. That has just blown my mind. Every temptation is a lie. You know, Satan tempted Eve saying that if she was to bite that apple or, I don't know, whatever fruit it was. Um, She'd be like God. She would be like God. It was a lie. Yeah. He, she literally couldn't have become more away, you know, further from the thing of being like God now. She was now like more like the devil, actually. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lie. All these things, this witchcraft stuff that's tempting you. You know, some people actually have a temptation to get involved in witchcraft. Their flesh like likes it, you know. And so that is a lie. Those things are lies. And so the thing you're seeking for is really only in God. It's in Christ. You're, you know, those things you're really seeking after for it's really in Christ and everything that comes from saying, like you said, Satan makes this illusion. Like he has all the freedom he is actually bondage is because bondage. once you get involved in that flesh, you know, wanting to do those things over and over again, it's literally controlling your life. Like it's an addiction. Hunger, it's an addiction. You're exactly right. And in the end it is death. Exactly. The wages of sin is death. And let no one, again, I want to speak to the, um, to people who may not know Jesus here. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan wants to kill you. He wants you to die. That's his end goal. And that is the end goal of all of this, this witchcraft stuff, this so-called freedom that he offers. It is all so that you will die. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about spirits on this show. If you die going down this road, then he has your spirit. And it is not free. It is slavery. Exactly. Basically. And, you know, you saying, like, he wants you to die— and I know this might sound just, I already know, someone might be thinking this is overdramatic for just listening to horoscope, but these things can lead down a slippery slope and things just progressively get worse over time and over time it just gets worse and you get deeper and deeper and deeper involved with witchcraft. Like they say about drugs, it always starts with something small. Like, you know, they say weed isn't that bad. And I've, I can speak to the testimony of some people in my family. It all started with just one puff of weed and then it ended up to the death on crack. So it all, it all starts on something being really small. And so, and those spirits that, you know, are quote unquote guiding your life, they're leading you towards death. They're not trying to keep, you know, they're not leading you towards the abundant life like God promised. They're leading you towards death. And it's all a lie because like you said, Satan in the ultimate end wants to kill, steal, and destroy as it says in John 10 and 10. The devil comes for these things, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He's not here to help you, not to give you life. Only God is here to give you life and that life more abundantly. So, so this has been our episode on horoscopes and talking about our introduction on modern day witchcraft. This is part three. And next week, we're going to get into more depths and dangers of being involved in witchcraft because we're going to talk deeply of the spiritual consequences that come along in dealing with mediums, um, Ouija boards. Talk about uh, what comes next. You know, maybe the horoscopes. It's not enough for some people. It's the next step. 
psychic mediums. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep on going. <laughs> yeah, it starts with you doing private little things in your home, and then you start seeking a quote-unquote leader in yes. the witchcraft who's going to give you insight and stuff. Like I said, it starts off innocent, and then it ends up getting worse and worse if you are not careful. I hope our listening audience enjoyed listening to the Paradigm Switch. Remember, we have our new episode coming out next Thursday. Stay tuned.